Welcome everybody to episode 26 of the Moneyline Madness podcast. It's the DJ LeMayhew episode. Yes, Matt, sir. And I mean, I'm it's in- not because he had a great game. Don't don't get us wrong. Not because he had a great game. But episode 26, you know, you get the vibes. Of course. I'm Andy B. That's Matt. How How's you doing? That? How you doing, buddy? You doing How good? You doing? I'm, I'm vibing, bro. It's a fucking, it's a Wednesday morning, you know, nothing but vibes. A little bit rainy outside, but I'm ready to talk some ball, talk some hoops. You know, talk some playoff basketball. It's a stressful day for you. I mean, you know, talk to me. What do we got going on? A little stressful. We got a. It's a home game, so I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident we're going to win today. I've fully prepared myself to lose one of the next two games. I don't want it to be tonight. I think at home they should get the win. So, uh, but still very stressful because who wants to go down three two going on the road? Nobody. So. Nobody. No. Let's, uh, you know it's going to seven. But, uh, oh, it's going it's to seven. Absolutely. Adam Silver seven. is making sure that's going to seven. Yep, for oh. sure. That's that's really the stressful part of it. It's just like knowing what's to come, but not knowing what's to come. Yeah. How is it going to – you know what's going to play out, but you don't know how it's going to yeah. play Yeah, yeah. So tonight's going to be really interesting. If you want, we can just dive right in. Just uh, For really sure. Let's, let's, let's go. You want to start with this one? <sighs> yeah, uh, I'll send it. Fuck it. We got the Bucks obviously going up against the Celtics in Boston. Series is tied 2 2. It's a 7 o'clock game on TNT. So you can catch the whole little NBA on TNT crew. I know. I'm always tapped in. Those guys are hilarious. Oh, they so, are. I'm Jose Alvarado going to steal some more, <laughs> steal the ball <laughs> from him again. I'm tapped in night in and night out on the NBA and TNT crew. But I do have a couple picks for this game. Uh, the first one that I'm riding with is going to be Al Horford, the hot hand. My man's actually, it just got boosted the odds on this over 13 and a half points. That's been absolute cake for him this series thus far. That comes in at a minus 112. Um, obviously, you know, that's he's been hitting 15 plus. He had the game with 30. That's kind of a low number, honestly. I thought that they would have had it set potentially maybe 16, 17 at this point, really trying to push your money and squeeze every dime they can out of you. But for 13 and a half at minus 112, I'm going to drop a nice unit on that for sure. I like that. I'm sticking with that one. I'm with Al too, as well. I'm not with the, uh, I'm not going toward the points. I'm just hitting two threes. That's, come on, he's waiting in the corner for two threes. He hit, he's nine for 14 in the last two games from three. So I feel pretty good about two easy threes. The big one on this is, Will the Celtics win? And I think because they're at home, that will propel them to win this one. So that's why I think they win this one, probably go on the road and lose. So um, in this for this, I have Al Horford, two plus threes, and a Boston win at plus 116. Nice little sprinkle there. And uh, I'm just going to go over to Milwaukee and Drew Holiday under 21 and a half. I'm thinking with Marcus Smart probably guarding him again. He really looked like Marcus looked really good in the second half guarding Drew Holiday. I don't know why that wasn't happening earlier because every time Jalen Brown tries to guard Drew Holiday, it does not go well. And I don't know why Jalen's supposed to be a good defender. He has not been a good defender in this series. Yep. So I'm thinking we go the whole game with Marcus Smart guarding him and maybe he doesn't get the 22 points. Yeah, I don't think he gets the 22 points. Honestly, the only thing that concerns me about Drew Holiday and honestly, it doesn't tonight is his volume because he shot 30 shots last game. Well, I don't know who was out here letting Drew Holiday pull up 30 times, but he is not a second option. I know he has to be somewhat right now. 
just being that they don't have Chris Middleton, but he's definitely more of a facilitator. And we've seen that in his entire career. When he tries to score the basketball in force like this, it just doesn't work out. He had 16 points and nine assists last game. If he can be that assist guy, that points that the points are just going to go down naturally with that. And yeah, you're right. He has to be a second option right now, also because Grayson Allen's he mid. looked like shit. Yeah, he's yeah. mid. I mean, he his went line is eight and a half. So like his yeah, that just tells you yeah. right there the guy's like, not they, putting up points. He's he's been their three point guy. Drew took the most three pointers on the team. That of a starter, Pat Connaughton for some reason took. That played 30 minutes off the bench, which is very odd to me. But from a starter's perspective, he took the most threes on the team. That type of volume scares you. He's just got to hit. He doesn't hit. He wasn't hitting them last game. And I'm thinking now with Marcus Smart guarding him, that might really hinder his. his In Boston, like it's just there's no cards in his favor right now. Yeah. So I'm definitely with that. Drew Holiday under 21 and a half points. It's minus 120. So the value is definitely there. Um. Are you going to take any straight up spread money line on this game? Because I'm looking and I'm just like, I really don't like it. I had right Boston's money line because I have, you have Boston performance at, double. Well, yes, but I'm saying like yeah. besides that. I oh, feel like no, 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 no. At the minus 225 for that, I feel like just isn't worth it. No. And then I'm looking at minus five and a half and I'm like, I don't know. Thought that feels that was like a, a lot. Very high number. Very like, high number. Against the. the Rating champs like that's just that's kind of crazy. I don't well, know. I even though it's in Boston, they're probably looking at it from the perspective. I think both games that the Celtics won in this series were not particularly close late. I mean, they won one game by twenty three, and the yeah. next game they won by eight, and it should have been more. Late in the game, they hit a. Th- I think Milwaukee hit a three that they shouldn't have even shot. So, the two games the Celtics have won haven't been particularly close. However, the two games the Bucks won. Were, well, the the same thing for the Bucks actually, because the first game wasn't very close at all. The second game was on a bull, bullshit call that uh, cost them the game. So, so in this series, it's kind of rotated: bad game, close game, bad game, close game. I guess they're thinking maybe this is a not a close game. I guess. Interesting. Very interesting. I don't know. I'm definitely not touching that situation, but no, it's going to be a good game nonetheless. I'm definitely going to be watching for our little Al Horford props, oh, yeah. our little Drew Holiday props. And uh, yeah, I don't, is that all you got for this one? Because that's that's all I'm feeling. Oh, right yeah. Now. I just wanted to say one thing. Uh, everybody knows now we're a part of Mo Sports Network. And I was listening to the uh, to your little TV thing the other night, and I'm getting a lot of Jason Tatum hate around here. All right. Okay. I'm getting, I'm feeling a lot of Jason Tatum hate, especially from you. But I believe it was Ed. Was he on the other side of you the other day? Yep. I believe this is a lot of Jason Tatum hate, and I don't understand it. He's a top ten player in the NBA. I'm not going to give you a list. We'll get to that. We'll probably do that in July because we're not going to have many uh, NBA things to talk about. We'll make some lists maybe, but I'm not going to tell you why he's a top ten player. Just where's the respect? Everybody, Luca gets his respect. I mean, they they love Trey Young for some reason. What did Jason Tatum ever do? Like, he's like, he disappeared in game three. He came back game four, had a double-double. Where's the Jason Tatum respect, everybody? Especially here at Most Sports Network. What are we doing? What did he ever do to everybody? <laughs> no, I think, I like Tatum as a player, right? I think he's a great player, and he probably, I'm like, think, I gotta think off the top of my head now about a top ten list, but he's probably around that, like, seven to ten at range yeah. definitely for sure but i'm not telling you he's a top five player he's not he but he's top 10 and he doesn't get the respect of that and 
Why? He's been to three Eastern Conference Finals. Granted, he's never been to the Finals. Hopefully that changes. But, like, I, that, the Game 3 was, like, the only time I could think he disappeared in a playoff game. Like, he literally looked like he forgot how to play basketball on Sunday, uh, Saturday. To, then, then he goes and bounces back with a double-double. After you say he's going to have six and a half rebounds, he goes and doubles that. He said, hey, screw you, Matt. That's what he said to you. Yeah. Like, uh, it's I weird, mean, but I've I mean, seen the- that a lot. Yeah, no, it is. Um, he definitely know you know the talent that's coming with Jason Tatum, and whether it's uh, I mean, Trey Young. They love Trey Young. They like, love. They Trae have Young. an obsession with Trey Young at this yeah. point, and it's really getting bad because they probably would think that he's slightly better than Tatum, and I can't speak that's on insane. that fully, but like it just that's the vibe I've been getting with the love that they're showing him. And the disrespect that they've been showing Tatum. Where's Trey Young so, right now? That's all I want to say. Trey Young. Yeah, no. Trae Jason home, Tatum. So. Jason Tatum wins games, yeah. and uh, we'll see tonight. I guess if he could pull out another one in Boston. At um, home. Yeah, it's you. You really caught me off guard with that one. I wasn't ready <laughs> for that whole that whole debate right there. I was that thinking whole it yesterday, but we didn't want to. We weren't going to talk Celtics. We were talking about them today, so I was like, yeah, I'll so wait. You, you were just holding that one. I was in holding on that it. in. It was That's fantastic. Like that. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that. I needed. A, I was trying <laughs> to think of a list off the top of my head. Yeah, all that. But hey, I'm hoping for your Celtics tonight. You know, we're rooting for Al Horford rooting against Drew. So we yes. will see. And now, actually, Al Horford's line got moved to minus one ten. So even more money for you guys. There you go. Cool. Uh, you want to take us down to uh, to Memphis? Yeah, this one's ending tonight. So um, this one, if you're a Grizzlies fan, don't listen. John Morant not playing. Everybody, I saw ESPN, I think, posted a stat that they were 20 and 5 without John Morant. Great. You're not play, you're playing Golden State now. It does not matter. It really doesn't. You're not like, I'm not going to guarantee they're going to lose the game. I don't think they're winning tonight, uh, Memphis, but I'm not going to guarantee it. But I will say this. I think there's a very, very low chance that they do win, even on the road. Because what I've realized in this series is Memphis has very little veteran leadership. And I have realized in this NBA playoffs, that is more important than anything. Boston had no shot the other night if it wasn't for Al Horford, who's 30, what, 37 now? Um, that little head you, nod after Giannis' yeah, dunk. You need that. They don't have that, unfortunately. And that's not their fault. I don't think they expected to be in this position this year. They're a year ahead of schedule, maybe. And their best player's not playing. That's It's tough to play without them. So without veteran leadership like that, even being at home, that hurts. Go look at who they're playing up against. Guys who have multiple rings. So they're not going to be phased by the Memphis What even is Memphis's crowd? Come on. So you're playing a basketball game in Tennessee. These guys don't care. They're they're ready to go. This is this is a team with multiple rings, Golden State. So I I, I don't think that phases them, which means I really think they cover the four, because I actually didn't think that was a very high number. You a four point win on on the road really feels like a lot, but it's not. So I have that. Plus I have Jordan Poole going over 19 and a half points because for some reason he plays 30. He plays the minutes of a starter, but he doesn't start. So mm-hmm. that's my uh, Golden State love today. Yeah, I agree with both of those picks, truthfully. I think that the Warriors are wrapping this one up. Memphis, like you said, they just, they're young. And it's one of those instances where you have a young team come along, and it's almost like what we thought that the Bengals would be. Somewhat, we thought that they were a young team, and they were just going to get put down. You know, it's just how it goes sometimes. Yeah, we and, were we really know, drilled we, those. We were wrong about that, <laughs> somewhat. I mean, mostly the other guy. But uh, <laughs> basically, for this game... 
they're without Ja, you know, you're not the same team at all. And they have no leadership, like, period, I think, even really with Ja. He's like the leader. He's but young. The kids, yeah, I was going to say, he's still a kid. Like, he, he's a leader, but he's not at the same time. Yeah. Like, I, they respect Steven Adams in that sense just as much as they respect Ja. So, yeah. like, that part of it is kind of crazy. And that part is a little eh. And that's where you flip the script to the Warriors, and you're like, oh, this is, you know, obviously a solidified yeah. team with everything in their favor from Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green firing. They're firing all, uh, all a- cylinders. That's not even mentioning that they have Andrew Wiggins, who is an all star yeah. this season. The but. truth is, is there's three players on the Warriors that if I don't think if they even scored another point in the NBA, they'd all be Hall of Famers. Maybe two. I think Draymond's still got a way to go, even though I do think one I day do he not will think be. Draymond's a lock. Truthfully. You do? So then, yep. then there's three guys that are Hall of Famers. Like, that doesn't... And it's nothing against Memphis. They didn't think they would be in this position. They didn't trade for a veteran. I don't think there were really that many available during the season. I think CJ McCollum was the only, like solidified yeah, veteran and you're I not like him and, and they were never the yeah. same guy you know yeah so you weren't trading there so you've got a young team and, and it's a lot of respect for what they did memphis is a good team and I, I don't mean to shit on their city they're a great city too i'm sure but hey the year ahead of schedule and i think they wrapped up their season wraps up tonight but hey that next yeah. year i think get get a veteran i think all of these guys that are on memphis right now they're gonna be they're gonna be more prepared next year so it's no, a I really agree. it was a good season for them but the Warriors are really good. I think the Warriors are a lock to get to the finals. I really think whoever wins the other series is taken care of pretty easily by Golden State. I really like that team. They're playing some of the best basketball I've ever seen, man. It's really crazy. The unity that they have on that team is just, it's different. Like, you don't see that in basketball the way that you see with the Warriors. Everybody's chemistry is on, they're on the same page. Like, like I said, firing on all cylinders. So I'm going to hop right on with that Jordan pool over 19 and a half and the Golden State minus four. And then I'm going to add in pool over two and a half threes. That comes in at plus 120. So he hit three last game. I'm just asking, is the volume is always there. You know, obviously yeah. he's pulling up there. It's Golden State. So it's just two and a half. He hit it last game. He didn't hit it the game before, but I believe he has hit it three out of the yeah. last five. So I'm going to ride that wave again. Um, I also do have Memphis Grizzlies first half money line. That is plus 118. So I think that we see Golden State obviously win this game, but I think that it's going to be a little bit of a slower start than we anticipate, and then they come out and kind of blow the socks off of them come third quarter, fourth quarter type of deal. Yeah, I could see that. That's been happening a lot in the NBA. I realized just because you went like, for example, I've been watching the Bucks here, the Celtics Bucks a lot, but the third quarter, I feel like it's always the team that loses, that dominates the third quarter. Absolutely. Always because you use everything in the third quarter, and then the fourth quarter just – you go crazy, and, the, and that's where Golden State they they can they can deal with a four quarter game. They're They've on played them control before. almost those yeah. first two quarters, and they know exactly what type of like t- skill level they have to come out with the second half. And that's where veteran talent comes in, man. Like you said, it's one of the most important things, especially mm-hmm. in the playoffs. We're seeing it now. So those are my bets for this game. I think Golden State is uh, closing this one out at nine thirty in Tennessee tonight. In Tennessee. Interesting. I a lot of a lot of city hates lately. We really. I didn't mean to shit on Memphis like that. I really do nah, love the dude, state of Tennessee. Nah, <laughs> it's cool. It is. It's pretty cool. I haven't been, but it seems very. No, nice. No, I haven't been either. But I'm sure it's a very nice. Maybe I'll place. maybe I'll go just like you know play horse with John ja Moran over the summer or something. So we'll see. Ja, we'll let see. me know. Ja, hit me up. Yep. 
You want to head over to uh, some baseball games? Let's get over to the diamond. We had a uh, historic stuff. Yes. Well, one historic thing and one duck right down the middle that went, what, 450 feet? I don't yes. know how far it went. but Sir. That's where yes, I'm starting. Sir. I'm starting over in that Yankee game. Yeah, I gotta, let's talk uh, about it. We got Aaron Judge last night hitting that walk-off, his first walk-off of his career. Uh, they gave him an 84-mile-an-hour cheeseburger right down the Broadway. The, Some would yeah. call right down Broadway. Little yep. New York vibes. And he, uh, yeah, he sent that one out of the park. I was not watching the game live until I saw he was up. I saw he was up. I was on PlayStation at the time. I switched it over to the the live TV, and the first pitch I see goes very far. I was like, "All right, this is fun." New York runs baseball. Simple as that. That's all you can really say. Yep, it is what it is. Fuck the Blue Jays, and yeah, we're gonna sweep but, this little two game series. But with that, I, I'm not touching anything in terms of the outcome of this game. I just have Jose Barrios, the starter for Toronto, getting over five and a half strikeouts. He'll probably get six. He's got two free ones because I think Gallo's probably going to play today, so he's got two free ones there. The Yankees were striking out at a pretty high rate yesterday. I saw in the first the first hitter of the inning struck out on a ridiculous slider that didn't hang over the middle, so they've been striking out a lot lately. And uh, in this situation, I... I Fully expect them coming off a really big win to maybe in the first few innings strike out a lot. In the first few innings. Well, yeah, that's top of the lineup, you know. If they do, they're going to go all out and strike out for you. So I can uh, I can agree with that if you're really going to bet against my Yanks. I have in that game uh, the over of seven and a half runs. I feel that it's Tyone against Burrios, and uh, I think that this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game. These guys are known to give up a lot of fly balls. Obviously, we're in Yankee Stadium. It's a little bit of a chillier day. I think that the uh, the ball is going to fly off the bat. So, uh, obviously, we saw last night that was a pretty high-scoring game. Obviously, over 7.5 yeah. after uh, Aaron Judge had something some to say about it. Some objections, too. Yeah. No, it's been, it I hate how you. umpires get on some power trips that uh, the get MLB Lately, as of late, the umpires have definitely been – getting a little bit shysty over there, especially in these uh, big market teams. Yeah. It's getting a little bit out of control. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I doubt Manfred will do anything. He'll probably just sit no. on his thumbs again. He'll change the balls again, which also we'll get to this at another time. Home runs. I'm starting to not want to bet home runs because there's just. Oh, no. That's why I stay away from home runs, bro. Dead. They're it's, dead. There's, there's nothing to bet home runs on. In like, 2019, dude. if we did this in 2019, every night I would have a home run bet because everybody, everybody was hitting home runs. D. Gordon hit There's, there's games that like you're really questioning, like, is there going to be a home run in this game? Yeah. I don't think there's – because the MLB average is like – I think there was 1.6 home runs per game that, yeah. that year that you're yeah. talking about with the juice balls or 1.7, and they were really, like, happy about it. And, there was uh, only there was like yeah there was like almost two home runs a game each team you had got I had uh who was it on the Mets somebody who never hit home runs in there Ahmed Rosario Ahmed Rosario doesn't hit home runs very often he had almost a twenty home run season in which he played half the year because the balls were just dead or sorry juiced and now you've got J D Davis hit one I think one hundred ten miles per hour and it flew to the, it barely got to the warning track like it looked like it was a no doubters. So those types of things. That's why I'm kind of trying to stay away from home runs just because it's getting very annoying. Just, yeah, ball. it's not worth it. It really isn't worth it. Maybe some hit props if a guy's seeming hot. But besides that, I really like strikeouts right now. Yeah. I think that pitchers have the most control over what their uh, 
you know, what that outcome is going to be. Yeah. That and the spreads have been really consistent for us. So yeah. I think that we just keep riding that wave. Um, got another that spread. being said, hit us with it. I already know what you got on. Well, LA love. I've been I've been loving up on LA and New York a lot lately. So I'll uh, I'll give you two quick ones but one is just the uh minus one and a half for the dodgers they're playing pittsburgh again they're they won i think what what was it 12 nothing yesterday 11-1 there you go wow the pyro i'm surprised the pirates scored um so 11-1 yesterday i think they they probably cover that again maybe win it like eight to two or something like that so um that's the one thing i love about baseball the lines never move the lines never change the yeah, we're going to have to do something really half. drastic to yeah. really make a line change like that. But obviously not uh, the run line because that, yeah. that that doesn't move. Money lines, you know, you see a little bit of a, a guy get switched out of the lineup. Yeah. You see a slight shift in that. Maybe it, maybe the total runs. But besides that, it's it's not yeah. really coming down to much. So, uh, yeah, anything else for us from uh, – I know you got a little bit of another L.A. pick, right? Sticking with the L.A. vibes. Um Coming off getting no hit, it is probably the worst day in baseball when your team gets no hit the next day coming into the clubhouse. Nobody probably wants to talk. Nobody wants to do anything. So you can't you can't repeat that. You need to not you need to be a different team, basically. And the Rays, who usually don't strike out a lot. Shohei, I know he had a gem the other day. He's due to not have one. I love Shohei, but he has a tendency to go on and off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Under seven, his seven and a half is a lot of strikeouts. Eight, eight strikeouts. That would be. I don't see that happening against Tampa Bay, especially coming off getting no hit. So I've got him under seven and a half strikeouts at minus one eighteen. I I feel like that's not a given, but coming off getting no hit, you have to be a completely different lineup and. I fully expect them to today, even against. Yeah, the no, the Rays are a good ball club, and like they're not a team that would just roll over on their back and die after a game like that. Yeah, so I, I definitely expect that out of them as well. And I think that line is definitely high. I think they're just riding the name of Shohei Otani, and kind of that's why it's as high as it is. So mm-hmm. I agree with that, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna throw a little bit on that as well. So I have bit. one more, and I know this is gonna tickle your fancy a little bit. You know, if I'm gonna that's head over. Me. I'm going to head over to to Washington where your oh. Mets are taking on the Nats and I'm going to toss your salad a little bit with a little Tyler action and I'm going Tyler McGill over four and a half strikeouts. Um, it's coming in at minus one Oh four. The Nats kind of stink. I yeah, mean, they're horrible. They stink pretty bad. Like it's them, the Reds pirates, like they're the yeah. bottom tier of the national league and they're just punching bags right now for teams like the Dodgers, the Mets, you know, the, um, the Braves, like teams like this, even the Cubs are getting beat up on now too. Yeah. It's a little yeah. bit of payback for the past few years. So yeah. I'm digging the, uh, the New York love and I guess I'll show you a little bit of love back. So we'll go Tyler over four and a half minus one Oh four. You could send that one to. Yeah, I'm hitting that one too. After Cookie last night, Cookie is less of a strikeout pitcher. That's Carlos Carrasco for the people that don't know the lingo here. Uh, Carrasco is a uh, not a strikeout pitcher. He struck out, I believe, six Nationals. Tyler, when he's on, he strikes out guys. On opening day, he was striking guys out, and yep. he faced this lineup already. So, fully expect Tyler to be healthy. Can't wait to see him Monday. Love you, Tyler. And uh, yeah, I also expect another Mets win. So I'll take the minus one and a half too if it has any value. So. Hey. Uh, this is uh, a series where you can just kind of chalk up two wins at least you want yeah it's yeah good. no i uh at minus 108 i'll definitely hop on the uh yeah. the bet spread as well let's do it yeah. uh, you got any more uh any more bets for me no i just i think the one to watch out for is um in the seattle mariner game 
They're playing Philly. Uh, watch out for Logan Gilbert's strikeouts. It wasn't on there before. I haven't looked to see if they put it on there. Um, he's facing Philly. They strike out a lot. So it is, is not. It on on there, it's so. not. Nope. So we'll probably tweet that one out later because yep. I am very interested in him because he strikes a lot of guys out and he's facing a lineup that strikes out a lot. So it might be a a little bit of a high number, but I still expect him to hit it. That game starts at 3:40, so look at around two one one thirty two o'clock. Maybe I'll tweet it out as long as it's on there. So. Yeah, that, you, that's the you, one I'd watch out for back over in the West Coast. You heard the band, folks. Be on the lookout at ML Madness Pod on all socials. Make sure you're following. Drop a like on all of our posts. You know, we appreciate all the clips, you know, all the things like that that you guys comment and like. It really shows us love. It shows us that you care. And, uh, you know, if you want to see more content from us, let us know. And obviously be on the lookout for Andy B's Mariners pick. Oh, so. Yeah. I think that's going to wrap it up for episode 2-6. Be on the lookout for a little 27 action tomorrow. Ooh. All right. This has been so Moneyline Madness. Yeah, 27, right, man? We're almost 30. Like, what? Oh, my goodness. This is getting crazy. Really crazy. Really Ooh. quick. This has been Moneyline Madness, episode 26. Thank you guys for listening. Take it easy. Peace. Go, dogs. <laughs>